right. Jordan Bates, what's up? Not too much. How's it going, Atlas? Thanks for coming on the program. Thank you, bro. Good to be here. Hell yeah. What a divine synchronicity that we got the chance to come here together. Mm -hmm. We're currently at Bentinho Massaro's Shift into Permanent Alignment Retreat in Costa Rica. And we're super pumped for it. Mm -hmm. And we've both been profoundly positively influenced by him. And we've also both come from a somewhat similar exploratory seeking process that has landed us at this always already free. We're mm. free already. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, nothing to do, no one to be. It's just this right here, it's doing itself. I don't know how it's doing it. I don't know how I'm doing this, but it's just doing itself and that's freedom. This just does itself. Yeah. yeah. Effortlessly. Yes. Spontaneously. I've liked using a single word to describe source, the ineffable, as is said. Yet the word that is most fun for me to add a word, <clears throat> a characteristic or a descriptor to source is creativity. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Mm. Yeah, I think sources destructive creativity in its aspect of of form. When you look at when you look at form, it's constantly the forms are constantly shifting. A new world is being born every moment. An entire world is dying every moment. Another world is being born every moment. So it's the Ouroboros. It's the creative destruction. And yet the fundamental substance here, the invisible universal substance that is actually apparently shifting into different forms, never departs from itself. It never changes. It's always just this same essence. So in that sense, actually, nothing is created and nothing is destroyed. There's just this motionless freedom, just, just sitting here, just watching itself, just already whole, already complete, already perfect, just doing its thing. That's what I would say. Yeah, I've really appreciated the Sanskrit word Leela, the divine play, mm. for it all. Mm -hmm. I've also really found it interesting, as I made that visualization that had the source light refracting through the diamond, that little prism that was described as the awareness that then goes out into the creations, forms, names, 10,000 things. It was cool that you thought that that was somewhat interesting enough to share with some people and that I had even posted this other one that was sort of around these, in a sense, two attractors. You have one attractor, which is that source, and then you have, which is 
has that GPS callback functionality of seeking when people, like in the parable of the prodigal son, venture outward, hit a breaking point, trying to find happiness in Maya, in the illusion, in the intoxication, and then they begin investigating their awareness. So in a sense, these little visualizations and explanations of the ineffable, like you just described a moment ago, has been really insightful for myself as well as for other people sort of comparing maps around. Have I become the witness? Am I at least not absorbed in the thoughts and in the clouds? in the perceptions, in the objects, but am I at least aware of myself as the sky in which they happen that is eternal? Yeah, it's been interesting hearing how you feel about the maps. Mm. Unpack a little bit about that for us. Mm. Yeah, so I think every map is useful as far as it goes, but at a certain point, you know, you have to kill the Buddha, you have to burn every map, you have to burn every boat that got you to that point, to that particular island on the way. Uh, at a certain point, every map loses its usefulness, every word loses its usefulness, even words like absolute, source, consciousness, awareness. At a certain point, you have to say, there is no source, there is no absolute, there is no witness, there is no awareness. All of these are just words. All these are just mouth noises. What are the words pointing at? What is the, the moon? What mm -hmm. is that unspeakable world that you just leap into when you drop all concepts and you just leap, just jump ship completely, just get out of the conceptual mind and come right to where you've always been, except stripped of concepts, just back to infant mind, back to this primordial, primordial kaleidoscopic, hyperdimensional etheric tapestry that's just dancing itself in a completely unsayable, unpin-downable way. When you're in that, when you're just stranger in a strange land, no location, no reference points, you know, that's when you're home. That's when you, that's when you remember what freedom is, mm. is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was reading Sri Ramana Maharshi and Sri Nisargata Maharaj recently, and they're both saying very similar leverage the words and the lexicon for you to better understand the stages and where you're at and then drop the words as soon as possible once you recognize it drop the words as soon as possible and just be that freedom that you already are And so then one of the things is that the bodhisattva comes up. So in a sense, you want to undergo this tantric weaving of your realizations because you recognize that all these other selves that are suffering in this dream, that the absolute highest thing that you can do is to, as Ramana Maharshi said, sahaja samadhi, you want to weave your enlightened realizations into the social fabric and you do so by being able to help people with this lexicon because if if uh if somebody you know you can look out at the fractals right we have we have all of these different fractals in 
the planet's secretions. And when we look at a when we look at a a bird that's chirping, it's not singing to an audience. When we look at a flower that's growing, it's not trying to grow. When we look at a caterpillar, it naturally becomes a butterfly metamorphosis. And so we can, in a sense, use these very simple explainers in this whole already free, free already style pointing that then gets the sort of contracted energy to just release to help people. But yet the whole thing with what the Buddha taught and what the Four Noble Truths are about and just a way to liberate yourself from suffering in general, and even the Ten Commandments and Confucius's Analects, all of these projects around morality as well, is that even in the idea of free yourself, you're free already, there's still this importance to having a high amount of morality or having a mastery over your thought stream. If your thought stream is still running you around like the monkey mind and you're still egoic and reacting rather than creating the pause and all of that stuff, then what good does it do for you to know that you're free? Because you're still a slave to reacting to external stimuli. Mm. Yeah, I would say it, it depends. Um, if, if a person truly deeply notices that freedom is, freedom is the case, all thoughts are made out of freedom. All thoughts are entirely made out of the absolute, made out of the absolute radiance that is just totally at home with itself, then it really doesn't matter what thoughts are appearing because you just see that they're not even thoughts actually. The word thought is even an abstraction and a conceptual overlay atop what is happening. What is happening is just radiance dancing in different modalities. You can break it up into modalities. The mo there aren't actually separate modalities. We can say there's the, feel, the visual field, the thought field, the sound field, you know, the field of, of touch and taste. These are all actually just aspects on the same continuum and none of it can actually be said what it is. It's all just the same continuum and it's all the same absolute radiance absolute at-homeness and so if you see that thoughts are made out of that then you see through thought and it doesn't really matter which thoughts arise and it's hard to imagine that you would still really be able to get hooked by too many thoughts if you really see through thoughts True. to that level i mean good point still though the character is going to have some momentum just the conditioning of your particular karma your particular environment and upbringing has a certain momentum um, maybe your past lives, if you, if you subscribe to that sort of understanding, have a certain momentum and sometimes awakening just blows out like 95% of your conditioning and momentum and sometimes it blows out 10 to 15% and you have to spend a lot more and then you spend a lot more time gradually dissolving the person with all the person's particular idiosyncrasies. But there's nothing wrong with the idiosyncrasies. It's actually fun to just not no longer feel like guilt and shame about your character's particular foibles and idiosyncrasies but instead you just kind of gently and humorously and humbly just observe your character behaving how your character is behaving you know maybe you 
maybe you're having a beer, maybe you're watching porn and jerking off, but you, you're, maybe you're still awake during that process and you're just seeing this is just what's happening right now. You know, awakening is not about changing your behavior in a particular way. It's about relaxing into what already is, this freedom that is already here regardless of what may or may not be happening. It just is the case, freedom is. And absolutely, there's a lot to be said for, for alignment and for the bodhisattva path, if that type of thing resonates with you. But even more fundamentally than that, you know, most fundamentally is like wake up and realize the freedom that you are. Whatever you, f if you feel like trying to be a bodhisattva and give people red pills after that, then that's great. That sounds like an amazing way to spend your time. If you feel like, you know, pulling a Ryokan, the whatever 15th century Zen poet and just going and being a hermit and like living in your own little shack and writing poetry for the rest of your life, then go do that. Um, because ultimately freedom is all beings are, are already free. Um, so, you know, it's kind of whatever game your soul wants to play. Just realize what this is, realize what you are, realize you're already free and it's already perfect. And then just play the game you want to play, dance the dance you want to dance and just enjoy the hell out of it. Cause that's what, that's what we're here to do. Just dance and play and yeah. enjoy. That's what I would say. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in a sense, there's a already always freedom that is the undercurrent of the eternity that this is, the infinity that this is. And yet also at the same time, there's a perfecting that happens within its creativity. So here we are in this evolutionary ascent. And although it's dreamed, we evolve from a place of more limbic, more primal, where Maya is intoxicating us, the illusion is intoxicating us, we're reactive. We're barely aware of our own true nature and awareness and especially that it's impersonal that it's all one god self and then over time what happens in this multi-thousand year long ascent and beyond we perfect ourselves away from maya away from the intoxication away from the illusion away from the primal limbic ego-driven behaviors and towards enlightened, awakened, highest morality, bodhisattva-style behaviors. So to me, there's a simultaneity that happens with the underlying undercurrent that is always already absolutely free, and yet simultaneously recognizing that the reason why I became so free was because I did the hard work that enabled me to not be reactive, to have dissolved my ego, to have made it so that I'm only in service to the absolute highest weaving awakening into the fabric. So you're right in many ways. And it's just that there's always this like component to it that there's a preference still for clean water instead of dirty water. And that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about is there's a preference for enlightenment, there's a preference for awakening, a preference for no ego, a preference for the dissolving of all self-dealing and the 
preference for the maximizing abundance, prosperity, love, light, wisdom, harmony, period. Meeting basic needs, actualizing gifts, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Yeah, I would say what comes up for me in relation to that is that I would say that I'm not right. I would say fundamentally I'm trying to lie in the most accurate way possible right now because no words we can say can even come close to what this actually, this right here, this now, what is this? I can't say it. I can't say it. None of these words can say it. I can only point at it and then you can burn me down, kill the Buddha and just notice it for yourself. What is going on here? I would say the story you're telling, the story of, you know, forgetting and remembering and going through these deep contractions and then these these deep expansions and back into remembrance deeply resonates like i i would say that let's call it a mythology is one of the mythologies that resonates most deeply with me and that i feel is most generative most useful at this point in human history at the at this stage of the zeitgeist i can't think of a much more beautiful mythology to put forth of what's happening like we're being summoned back into a golden age or summoned toward a collective awakening and there's this gorgeous opportunity we have to remember what we are and to redesign the dna of civilization based on these awakened understandings of what's happening here i do still feel though that that again is ultimately just another story and i don't yeah. actually fundamentally know i don't even know if we're evolving or devolving i i don't know I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what humanity is. I don't know what the world is. I don't know what beings are. I don't know what any of that stuff is. It's all, it's all mysterious, already awake, already free, God nectar, just existing as it is. And we, in every story, we can tell any beautiful story we want. And every story is true within its own context. Every reality tunnel is true within its own context. It's true as far as it goes, but from the absolute lens, every story is a very, involves a very heavy handed cherry picking process where we're cherry picking different data points and using confirmation bias to say, yes, I see this data point, this pattern, this data point, this pattern. And we're, we're giving ourselves this feedback loop that reinforces our particular narrative and everyone is involved in this all the time. But the, the truth is that the number of data points we're cherry picking is just vastly, vastly smaller than the amount of information that's actually happening here. Because even in this moment where I'm apparently talking to you, there are infinite bits of information happening here. I could dial in on this tiny shade of brown over here and say, hmm, what's going on with that shade of brown? That doesn't seem to have anything to do with the cosmos, like forgetting what it is and then remembering and going through this crazy evolution process. It just seems to be a little speck of radiance doing its thing. And it's really only our linear storytelling narrativizing minds that give this impression of a linear narrative that does X or Y. And ultimately there's just this, there's just this self-awake radiance just right here now, just already free, already fully at home with itself. And it's like the only thing blocking you from noticing that is just the clouds in front of the sun. The, the sun is already here. The clouds don't really exist, but they're created by your identification with thought. Your believing that your thoughts are actually saying something real about reality creates the clouds in front of the sun. When you stop believing your thoughts and just drop concepts and just return to pure infant mind, all that's here is just this completely unsayable, kaleidoscopic, already at home awakeness. And um, 
That is the absolute. That is God. You are God. It's right here. It's right now. It's not a secret. It's, it's, that's the cosmic joke. It's the only thing you've ever seen. This is right in front of you right now. Um, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Oof. Uh, your focus on pointing to when Rumi says that we go from room to room looking for the diamond necklace that's already around our neck, typically the first things that come to mind in that pointing are to say that we're looking for happiness in what is not awareness. We're, we're looking for happiness in Maya. We're looking for happiness in the intoxicative illusion, seeking peace and happiness that I will extract it from objects and experiences and substances and relationships and all that stuff. And so typically, if we're in that process, especially we're associating ourselves with our thoughts, with our perceptions, with our layers of identity. I like how Jordan's been using this kaleidoscopic. It's a really good way to explain it because it's very similar to the Mandelbrot fractal as well, the fractaling that happens. And so the kaleidoscopic nest to it is why he gets these layers of identity and I get these layers of identity but we become enslaved to form. Ego enslaves us to form. And so we, in a sense, shed like an onion, those layers of identity off, off, off. I'm, I'm not my body, I'm not my ethnicity, I'm not my career, I'm not my thoughts, perceptions, objects, experiences, substances, I'm not any of those things. I'm just the pure, bare, empty awareness, that very awakeness, right there together that's impersonal that's impersonal that we share that is eternal and that the appearances of form are endless they'll never stop this is what is most transient what is most transient is these appearances of form creativity and yet what's permanent what stays the same forever is the very shared eternal agent of awareness itself that is always going to be witnessing the movies that are playing. You are the white source light. Abide as that. Abide as that which makes the witnessing possible. Abide as that which makes perception possible. Abide as that which watches the endless beautiful appearances. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the clear light. Just happiness is. So it's a paradox for happiness to go looking for happiness somewhere else when happiness is. It's what you are. So why would happiness reach over here for happiness? happiness come to me but i'm entirely made of happiness it's just what i am i'm just made of happiness i'm made of that clear light i'm made of that that awakeness and yeah that which enables awakeness that zero space of infinite possibility it's just yes this moment now yeah, yeah one of the big things that i'm noticing about this already always free being our true nature and that the sort of headless, centerless, hurricane-like 
process, non-dual. Is that it's both perfect and it's perfecting. Happiness is already here, period. Like you said, it is our true nature. Yet, like in the Sufi metaphysics, only the ignorant seek what's already there. Mm. Yet, it remains for you to recognize it. Mm. So it's like the perfection perfecting. And just like in the happiness one as well, there are still a billion people that don't have access to clean water. Mm. And if you're truly an impersonal witness, you know that you are that which experiences through a billion people the lack of the basic need not being met. Mm. And that's the sort of perfecting that happens at the same time, which is that we recognize that via that impersonal witnessing. And as that basic need gets met, we entrepreneurially maximize the social fabric's potential. Those basic needs get met, and then those billion people get to flower their unique contribution, their unique gift in this appearance. And so that's, it's, it's been a core to sort of be able to simultaneously hold perfection and perfecting. Because I remember five years ago, it doesn't even matter if somebody told me that I'm always already free. Mm. I would have no fucking idea what they're talking about, period. Mm. So in a sense, it took five years mm. of sort of studying the mystic traditions, attending meditation retreats, mm. quieting the mind down, becoming the witness, making that impersonal, recognizing that this is all already free. And so that's the sort of perfecting that happens with the already perfect. How do you feel? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said. And yeah, eventually when you do remember that it, it is this always already free and awake perfection, you realize it was that the whole time. <laughs> even, while it was, even while it was perfecting and remembering and when it was apparently not remembering, even when it was apparently not remembering, it was still remembering yes. at the same time. It was still perfect. It was still awake yeah. that whole time. And what may have seemed like, you know, long decades of human suffering are eventually seen to have just been like a, a spark in a bonfire, like just a micro drop in an, in an oceanic eternity that just knows no suffering at all, that knows no suffering at all. And yeah, it's tricky how we dance between these perspectives of, you know, the apparent absolute versus the apparent relative. In actuality, there is no, there is no distinction. The absolute is relative, the relative is absolute. And yet at the same time, yeah, I also deeply resonate as a, as a, um, a heart opened human being at that perspective, I totally resonate with the view of, yeah, we have an amazing opportunity at this juncture in history to liberate mankind's apparent situation to a degree never before experienced in recorded history on this planet. There's a possibility for universal abundance, raising the universal baseline of prosperity to never before seen levels and just seeing.
Okay, we sorry, we got a phone call. Let's see if we get the we get the counter going. Okay, we're countering back on. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I resonate with the perspective that we have a totally un unprecedented opportunity right now from the relative perspective as apparent human beings in this apparent realm. This is a playground. We can play like to the max. We can generate never before seen levels of abundance and prosperity, creativity. We have the technology. We have the imagination. We're capable of so much more than what within what we're currently doing. And it's it's a beautiful game to, you know, play this game in this earth realm and see what kind of gorgeous possibilities we can we can actualize. And that game is especially fun when you know yes. that you're already home yes. and that you're already free yes. and that it's all a game. And that at the end of this show, this theater play, we're all going to take off the mask and we're all going to have a beer and a joint and we're all going to laugh and remember that it was all a dream and it was all for fun. And that what we really are is completely untouched by all of this. It is just that already awake radiance that is just here now, this completely inexplicable suchness that is just that dimension of presence, the direct felt presence of experiencing here now, that is what you are. And the more you know that and come from that and embody as that, that in itself has the biggest impact on this apparent human game yes. that we're playing as well. Yes. The more you know that, the more you embody that, the more you exist at that level of beingness, your beingness is the most fundamental thing. All your actions, all your actions are permeated by your level of beingness, the energy you're operating from, the energy you're coming from. So where you're coming from is most fundamental. What you do is secondary. So the biggest gift that you can give to the world is just to remember what you are. Yes. And then from there, just joyfully share your gifts, playfully share your gifts, do the thing that lights you up, do what ignites you, do what electrifies you, do what excites you, because that's when you truly like radiate at the next level. That's when you're just, you just become a beacon and you're like, oh my fucking God, I love life. This is insane. Look at what the fuck is going on here. We're in this insanely futuristic techno wonderland, Narnia. We have insane possibilities. I can just rap and sing and dance and laugh and play. And you know, that's when you really inspire people on the next level to remember that we are joyful creators. What we are is joyful creators. Some of us have forgotten that and we're and are identifying as victims and as small separate beings, but we are the one joyful creator. We yes. are the one blissful creator of all of this. And creator and creation are not separate. This is this is the creator, this is the creation, this is the body of God. You yes. are it and you can do whatever you like. Just have fun. It's it's fun. It's all for fun. Beautiful. Thank you, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you today. <laughs> I know. Wow. We had so many funny non-dual jokes in the car. And we, we've just been kicking it today. It's been great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that, yeah, you built with Jordan Lejuan your business. And mm -hmm. yeah, and he's been a big influence on a lot of the ways that Right, mm. as well and so yeah jordan led you on founded highexistence.com and i became a co-owner of high existence co-creator some years ago um and worked on that for a while and now been doing my my own thing for like the last year or so um i also had my own blog that whole time refine the mind.com and then yeah more recently i'm creating something called ouroboros so that's what i'm up to uh in, in the 3d yeah and you're hosting in Mexico after this two, mm -hmm. two retreats. Mm -hmm. So there's some plant medicines and some non-dual mm -hmm. teachings. 
Yeah, having an ayahuasca and bufo and direct non-dual inquiry retreat with also dance and music and rap and fun in Mexico in April and then having a similar retreat with, with Yahe, which is a close cousin of ayahuasca, basically ayahuasca in the Sequoia tradition, having that in Costa Rica in June. So um, where can people yeah. find that? Um, so if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter at, um, at underscore Jordan underscore Bates, or if you go to, yeah, from there, you can just find my link tree, subscribe to my newsletter if you like, or go to refinethemind.com. You can also find my newsletter. Um, that's probably the best way to go at this point. We'll put the links in the bio below. And then... In the macro level picture, what I really like about this one infinite creator eternally expressing itself, I really like how, as you described, that there's this, you know, Ram Dass talks about it a lot as well, is that, and Eckhart Tolle does as well, is that you basically have to die before you die, and that's your ego death. And then you become that one God self. And then Ram Dass also talks about it. Like when you do die, it's like taking off a really tight shoe. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, it's like stripping off of this costume in its fullest. But then what's really interesting is that as is talked about in the traditions, if you've really achieved Nirvana, regardless, if you have ended your cycle of births and deaths in this creation as is taught about in the law of one by Ra, is that you end up regardless serving as your higher self to all of these other in this multiverse all of these other little jordan bates characters that are at all of the other lower densities and you just serve that for a long 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 time and that then then after you played as the Jordan Bates character, as is talked about in the Law of One. It's like the whole creation uses all of what's learned and explored as its passport mm. into the next creation, the next exploration. You get to put on some sort of other costume and identity and layers, all of us do. And that's the soul. And that's the playfulness, the end, the endless childlike laughter of the infinite as Aurobindo says and so in a sense the perfecting process in each one of these creations is you you slowly find the well of honey that's under the rock you are already the well of honey you're already that this is already free and yet there's a little egoic contracted rock that needs to be you know really looked at if you look at the seer at consciousness long enough that you'll dissolve that rock. You'll recognize that your true nature is what is eternal and shared here that is endlessly exploring all possibilities of transience, fractaling, kaleidoscoping, as you said. And so that, that's just been really important is to know how to Jedi navigate across that. Because it's, I think it's a little bit too easy sometimes to just 
give only one layer of exploration of what it, explanation of what it is. The one layer of exploration is you're already perfect. It's already it. We're already free, done, end of story. Just be exactly what is happening. <laughs> that. <clears throat> and yet the other layer within that, that is typically brushed off, and this is why the Taijitu has the monist, which we just talked about, and then it has the yin-yang, the dualist, within it, in one symbol. Because then that's the perfecting. It's awareness forgetting that its nature is that, and that it gets intoxicated by Maya, and it undergoes that process of suffering, being the drill sergeant for it to go and investigate its true nature. Again, like you said, it's all story. Like you said, it's all story. But it's the closest stories we can get to explaining the ineffable in a way that helps the ascent of other people to this recognition. And that's the point of sort of refining the maps and refining your Jedi-like ability for each of us. Yeah, beautifully said again. And um, yeah, I would say, you know, that resonates that the additional mythological elaborations there about what all this is, where it's going through these different densities, these different creation bubbles reaching completion and then morphing to the next stage all that sounds super epic i really like the the heuristic that um like whatever the most epic story you can tell is that's probably how it is because god seems to love epic stories um that's a good one but but at the same yeah at the same time though i also just yeah i have to say again that i just um i don't know i don't know about i don't know about those stories i don't know the truth of that, you know, it's like the the trap of the stories is that you can get mm. your mind can really grab onto the stories. You can get really lost in all these mythologies and you can think, you know, you can weave the super elaborate, very serious seeming web of like cosmic evolution process. And, and, and it can just become another another dogma, another ideology, another yes. ism. And so you know hold those lightly those are fun to play with great point great but point. also just great continually point. burn them down continually yeah. burn them down continually say what is the law of one who is ra that's yeah. nobody that's nobody kill the buddha kill ra kill the law of one you know kill the kill <laughs> non-duality kill <laughs> duality <laughs> kill perfection yeah kill already free mm -hmm. kill, kill suffering Kill yeah. the ego. Yeah. 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 Kill Jordan Bates. Kill the absolute. Kill the Atlas Kill, Atlas. <laughs> kill yeah. the Atlas character. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the true surrendered process too. <laughs> As you've been using it sort of to the bonfire. Burn, 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 surrender, surrender. Devotional surrender. Hmm. Yeah. Give it all back to God. Yeah. Yep. Just give it all back to God. And yep. But yeah, I do. I've seen on ayahuasca, you know, visions of like this upward spiraling process of, across, you know, infinite omniverses where all the diamonds are being perfected. I love that. <laughs> That's my fucking fave. I love that one. Ah, oh, oh, that's my fave. 
I'm so glad you brought that one up. Yeah, yeah. That oh. like I mean, I've seen that and it looked fucking astounding. And I've seen how also every diamond the whole time it's like Indra's net, and every single diamond on this upward spiraling path is the microcosm perfectly refre- reflecting the macrocosm, and every diamond is constantly the perfect diamond Buddha yes. reflecting all the other mirrors in the exact perfect way. Every yes. mirror giving every other mirror exactly what it needs in all moments, at all times, even Hitler and Trump giving everyone the perfect mirror that they needed at that time, not a single thread out of place. And I love that story, and yet I also have to burn that down and just just say that's also a story. It's fucking beautiful story, you know? We're here to tell beautiful stories and live in them and enjoy them and play, play in them, but just remember that they're stories and just keep burning them down and come back to living mystery, living unspeakable mystery, completely unsayable isness here now emptiness dancing don't know what it is non-conceptual totality non-conceptual totality of what is that is what is here that's all that you can actually that's all that's actually here non-conceptual openness you can't find anything else other than that you can't find non-conceptual openness either it's all you can't find any particular thing look go look for the upward spiraling path of perfect diamond perfection, you won't find it. You can't find any particular thing. Particular things are the domain of concepts in the mind. Mm. So if you want to find what's really here, you have to go through that portal of unfindability to the no particular thingness. Yeah. You have to shut the fuck up and 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 look at the the dot dot dot, the no particular thingness, the blankness, the the blank slate. Go back to the blank slate. Wipe the CPU clean. The silence between and, the notes. Yeah. The blank canvas that gets colored. Mm-hmm. The infinite amount of ways that you can modulate a screen mm-hmm. to make movies. The endless amount of ways that you can vibrate your vocal cords to make languages, the endless amount of ways that you can combine food to make recipes. Mm. The, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and as well, just wanna say that these are also totally notes to self because still I notice my mind all the time, like going down these rabbit holes and t- wondering about these elaborate stories of like, hmm, is the absolute like, you know, beyond awareness and stuff like this, these very like subtle points of non-duality, my mind still totally like tea, like chews on that stuff and like spins in circles. And then I keep coming back to, yeah, but I Just, gotta burn all that down. Yeah. That's all, that's all bullshit. Absolute awareness. Every word is pointing at the exact same thing. Every, the actual, the actual thing that every word is pointing at is just this unspeakable isness. Now yes. every word has the same meaning ultimately. It's and all referring to just will be this unspeakable isness endlessly. <laughs> mm. Boom. Boom. Fuck yeah. Beautiful bro. It's a good note to end. So good, dude. If you like. Yeah, of course. I'm feeling it. I was so feeling that like that electricity for that rapping and Mm, maybe yep. we should rap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and rapping. <laughs> Actual rapping. All right. <clears throat> let's 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 go. I yeah. Yeah.
Coastal motherfucking Rika here at Benzino Masaro Retreat though, okay bro, whatever though Non-dual flow, the oneness is so fun kid You could just play and just let it fucking jump and jack itself Kangaroo, type of flow up to the next echelon The diamond spiraling process, the Indra's net You know just let that, go ahead and let that do what they wanna do On Ayahuasca now I'm seeing visions, the magic is real and I see it, I live it When I get to go in the haters be tripping and Corey BMJ and I Scotty Pippin and when I start purging, I really be tripping. We trust the divine, so we never be slipping. I'm feeling like Nas, man, shit, it was written. We took it from Iowa, you know we be gifted. We smoke them and pot, try to jungle tobacco. We clearing the space, so I burn Palo Santo. My medicine combo, and you know I got to. I tell all my haters, don't more arigato. <laughs> wow. Holy. Wow, you went speed. Yeah, that last part, I got to say, it was a written verse. The first part was pure freestyle. Then I jumped into a song that I had written before. I was just like, I felt like dropping that verse. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Uh, can you drop something slow for me? Yeah, yeah. I like I like slow. You were so fast. I have yeah. to re-listen to it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. drop me some slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awareness, baby. Uh. Look at your awareness. Look at the seer. Feel how near it's dear. Right there in your heart. Right there in the center, all is perfect. Let it go. Let every single thought go. Let every single cloud go. You are the eternal sky. Yes, you know you have just forgotten about it. Don't forget it though. Remember it, remember it, yo. That is exactly what you are. Moment to moment, your state is peace and happiness, bliss, non-dual whirlwind. You are not even here. It's only freedom. You are not even here. It's only freedom. You are not even here. It's only absolute freedom. Mm. Mm. <laughs> High vibes to start the retreat. High vibes to start the retreat. Damn. Yeah. yeah, that was so solid. I'm so pumped. So wow. That's wow. Okay. Woo. Here we go. Boom. All right. Check out the links in the bio below to Jordan's profiles as well as all the places you can join him on retreats. Check out all those links below. Let us know your thoughts about the episode. We would love to hear from you in the comments below. If the video brought you value give it a like subscribe if you haven't share the video with other people you feel like it could bring value to we adore you infinitely already free <laughs> 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 <laughs>